Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Are we ready to record my little petals? Yes, I'm ready. Is Ben ready? Benny, ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Have I told you I've got a dog? Nice to have Ben on mic again. I've got a new dog, guys. And me and Kat take it for walks. Actually, we had to... Oh my God, before we start the episode, have I told you? Mm. He sent me a picture. Him and Kat walking the dog. The dog was in one of those bloody baby slings. A papoose. A A papoose. No, it was in a sling, one of those baby slings. Yeah, a papoose. And baby carriers. I mean, do you get any more London? Honest to God. The dog can't even be bothered to walk. Of course it's Ben's dog. That's what it it is, because the dog's so lazy, it's taken after its owner. Hi guys, I'm Diego. I just want to lie here and be stroked. I want to go for a walk, but you'll have to carry me. And if I shit, I'm definitely not picking it up. Dogs don't pick their own poo up any. Anyway, start the episode. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast. Oh, it's like a bloody echo chamber in here. Soon as we can get in a pig in studio, the better. You know I'm very picky. Gene Diva's a little peek behind the curtain here. I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to stuff like this and I'd rather us be in the studio. I think standards have been slipping for audio. I don't know if, I don't know if you've been watching the news since March. Um, there's this thing called coronavirus that's going around. Yes, I know, but I, I, don't, I don't agree. I think standards have been slipping on this podcast since... The I mean, they were pretty low to begin with, I'll be honest. Well, I mean, is it, you know, everyone seems... I, I Every week when we listen back to the podcast... Um, I always say the audio sounds rubbish and no one, no one, no one, it falls on deaf ears. No one listens to me. I, I think it's a bit rich you saying you disappeared for three weeks on this podcast. I'm the only person of, of the three of us that has appeared on every single episode of this podcast. This is the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, aiming to answer your 21st century questions and find solutions to everyday dilemmas. That's if you can hear us properly. Like, how should you celebrate when you finish part dry jam? And is it okay to spy on your colleagues' calendars? And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony ants. Oi, William Hansen, UK's leading etiquette expert. No, we're not Jordan North, radio presenter. I'm more champagne. You're just a real pain. <laughs> Very good. Thank you to Stephen for sending that one in. We're both recording at home, as, as we've stated, uh, in Series 5 in lockdown. During my time in the castle, we were... Oh, this is your bit, isn't it? Does it matter? Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's do it. I've not had a drink since New Year's Eve. Genuinely, is this your first drink? And you're going <laughs> to... Screenshot, then. Yeah, go on, sorry. This is your first drink, and you've chosen to have to Bonnet. Yes. Oh, no, I should have a lager. It's more on brand, isn't it? We know, we, we know what you really want. Right, shut up. I'm shaking like a shitting dog. I need to bloody pour... Right, what goes in first? Is it the gin or the debonair? Or the ice. 
Yeah, I've got the ice and lemon. Okay, uh, then either, doesn't matter. I'd probably put the gin in first. One part gin, two parts... The... Sack it! I'm going two parts the gin, two parts the bonnet. Oh my god, you're doing the Savoy measures. Is that what they do in the Savoy? In the Savoy cocktail book, it's it's two it's equal parts gin and bonnet. I mean, you... Good luck, everyone, is all I'm saying. Here we go! You haven't drunk for weeks, and now you're going to have a fairly lethal drink. Are you ready for this? Oh, we've oh got to do this. I've not done this in ages. Oh, William's ass. <laughs> did you not miss all this when I was in? I'd like to say I did, but I didn't. Oh, don't drink straight from the bottle, you common little oik. Oh, no, 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 I don't want to. Spit that back in. I want this to be my first drink in two weeks. Okay, are we ready? Let's, let's toast our tour, because this time last year, we were on our, our tour. Bring on the D tour. To everybody that came to see us on our last tour. This is to you. Bottoms up. Go on, put it to your lips. <clears throat> How does that feel? <sighs> Can't wait to have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as what I thought. <laughs> Once it's in, that- it's fine. <laughs> That is the noise of someone that has been deprived of D since the start of the new year. (laughs) My God, you've spat it out. (laughs) You're meant to swallow. been waiting to say that all day haven't you no no <laughs> i've just spat all that back in if you're just joining us i am drinking gin and dubonnet favorite of the great oh, queen mother i forgot how much that she often your socks off. <laughs> i forgot how much that knocks your socks off god i have not had that since uh when did we finish the last series series five there is fire. You haven't had Debonnet since September. Mm-hmm. No, I've not. Oh Honestly. Yeah. You missed a trick in, in, in the castle, not asking for your, your luxury item oh. to be Debonnet. Or when I could go to the pub, they said I could have any alcoholic drink I wanted. Yeah. I mean, then then we'd have been sponsored. Oh, yeah. Seven series in. I've got to... Do you know what? I'm calling them out. I'm calling them out. We've sent them that... Seven series in and they're still not sponsoring us, Debonnet. Can't we get sponsored by Gin instead? Should we just go and approach Gordon's? I've been approaching Gordon's for years and they keep telling me to disappear. Do they? Oh. <laughs> you see, this is why it was a funnier podcast with just Ben and me, because Ben gets my jokes. <laughs> None taken. <laughs> I don't mean that. So if you want to help with something, then you can tweet us at sextedmyboss. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sextedmyboss.com. Or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply in his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. Also, remember, if you're enjoying what you're listening to during lockdown, we always, always love reading the nice reviews on iTunes or wherever you can leave them. So, William, how's your week been? Well, I just want to follow up on something from last week when we were discussing bedding. Yeah. And I was saying that you, on a, on a FaceTime to me, had shown me your bedroom and how you fold your 
duvet into a little square. And I said it looked a little bit like you had died and someone's gone in to tidy up your bedroom. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I was determined to prove this point. And so I spent a lot of my week Googling terms such as dead people's bedrooms, what does a bedroom look like after somebody dies? <laughs> and eventually, I, I'm getting some very, very weird adverts now coming up coming up on uh, on other websites. But I then found a photo of the Dignitas Clinic in Switzerland. And Dignitas do their bedding like you. Right. So you basically, your bedroom looks like a euthanasia clinic in Switzerland. <laughs> no, I, I fold my bedding because it looks cool. It's Scandi. What is it about the Scandi look that you particularly like? It's the minimalistic. It's the... It's, it's the what? what? Am I saying that wrong? It's that, that D's gone to your head already. It's the minimalistic look. Mm, it just yeah, looks smart and clean and trendy. And yeah, I like it. Anyway, go on, tell us how your week's um, been. You've got a back passage update for us. Something's gone wrong with your back passage. This this is a long overdue update because literally the week after we finished Series 5, a man tried to get into my back passage at night. (laughs) Mikey and I were lying there in bed. We weren't able to get to sleep, so we were doing what, what, what every couple do when they're in bed together and not able to get to sleep. We were reading. And we suddenly heard this sort of scrapey noise from the the study, which is looks on to the back passage. And we froze because it was quite obviously someone trying to lift up the window in the back passage <gasps> to gain entry. And anyway, obviously we, we froze and we, we looked outside and we could see the sort of the motion detector light was on. So clearly there was there was something going on. And um anyway Thankfully, he didn't get in because we've got a good firm window. And uh, a few days later, I, just to make sure that we were protected against intruders, I've put a camera up the back passage now so that if anyone else tries to get in, they're going to be caught in HD. So you've had a camera up your back passage? Yes. And uh, the great thing is it's motion activated. So every time someone walks through it, my phone flashes with, there's motion at your back passage. Right. Uh, Can I just say, I am Mm. so grateful that Mikey was there that night. Because if it was just you on your own, (gasps) you'd be in the panic room. You'd be calling, (laughs) Mummy, Mummy, there's there's a man here in my back passage. Mummy, Mummy, send Daddy quick. Thank God Mikey was there. A big odd. Northern builder, I could. I bet it was like a scene from like Phoenix Nights. I bet he was there with a broom at the door. Get back, you bastard! I'll break your legs. Get back, you bastard! I'll break your legs. Go on, pal, run. Because if I get all of you, you'll never run again. William, don't worry, sweetheart. <laughs> William's there cowering in the corner under the covers. Just thank God, Mikey were there. Did he fight them off? Well, no, they disappeared. I think they very quickly realised that no they, couldn't, wonder. they couldn't get in. I'd, I'd bloody run a mile if I bumped into Mikey down a dark back alley. Oh, that guy could, you know, he can, he can, he can look after himself. Brick shit house. that's all I'm going to say. Thank God he were there. So that, that was ages ago, and I've been meaning to tell you about that for What's for the etiquette for getting burgled? Do you offer to make him a brew? 
I mean, what do you do? Like, if Hello, be, make yourself at home. <laughs> what's the etiquette if you're being held hostage in your house? Take your shoes off, wipe your feet. Yeah, what would you do? Can I just squirt you down with antibac just before you come in, just in case you've hey, been corona in? I'm going to correct you there. You said it's common to tell people to set the shoes off in your house. You told me I that. know, it was a joke. That's why I don't sleep naked. Not because of burglars. Just if I got rescued by fire brigade and then you got brought out onto your front street bollock naked, you'd be more mortified than that than your house burning down, wouldn't you? Well, possibly. You would be anyway. Also, want to bring you up on something. I've just found out. Did you do an interview with the Metro and tell them about the bloody dressing gown thing? Um, yes. Yes, you did. So why am I only just finding about, out about this this week? Gobshite. I need to stop swearing. Sorry. Sorry, Mum. Why did you Why did you tell them that? Um, well, they... they okay, so they, they came to me and they said, we want to do an interview with 10 things you didn't know about Jordan North. Well, I could think of 30. But um, I could... <laughs> I could only tell them a couple of things. <laughs> Why is that funny? Why is Ben laughing? Let's put it this way. Dressing gown belt, you got off lightly. No, because I did an interview recently and I got bloody asked about it. I was fuming. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I thought, oh, he'll, ne- he'll never go back over interviews. I'll get away with it. Well, no, it just, because, I, 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 yeah. I think it was the last thing in the list, and I had gone through everything, like, oh, you're really clean, you love reading. Yeah, I'd gone gone through, like, really boring stuff. And it's I not just even true just... anyway, and it just makes it out like I go bloody some dungeons every weekend or summer. Instead, what I really do is get pissed to watch Vera on ITV. I mean, how kinky is that? Well, pretty. Mm. Now, I've got, I've got in my hands, I've got a big dossier that uh, I need to go through. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's been uh, sent to me by producer Ben. And it's his dossier as, as to why he should be allowed to speak on Ooh, this podcast. And can, has he been getting some sort of like secret petition going? Because lots of people have been tweeting us about this. It's been incessant. Here are a couple. Uh, this is from Ness. I was hoping for at least a hi guys or bye guys. Are we not even going to get that in Series 7? Hi, guys. Nick says, just heard the show, very nice. Shame, though, that you didn't get to speak to producer Ben. Um, We've got one from Jess. Do miss Ben speaking. Actually, there's a Vera gif on that. That's coincidental. Oh, is it? Very cruel that they made it so clear that he wants to chat to them the whole time. Brett slid into the DMs and said, so pleased you guys are back, but I'm missing a little bit of producer Ben. Lauren has said, please can we have producer Ben back on the podcast? Oh, well, there, there are seven tweets. Dossier, I mean, it's not the Leveson inquiry that he's just he's just presented to us. Seven, seven tweets. tweets. It's going to take more than seven tweets to get Ben speaking again. It really is. It really is. I've got something to ask you. Go on. Oh, that's good, D. Where are you with the, uh, what's the etiquette of the elbow bump now? Are we allowed to do it? Because I've not shook anybody's hands in ages. So the elbow bump is, you know, I'm, I'm really into the old elbow bump. I do it all the time now. What, what, what are your thoughts on it? What's the etiquette of it? Where are we with it in general? I, it's not my favourite because you have to get within two metres of someone to do it. And I don't think it's as COVID secure as people think it is. Okay. And also it's weird. You look a bit like a chicken. Um, so I wouldn't 
I wouldn't advocate that. I, I advocate the namaste. Stay, stay you know namaste? Two... Mm. Sorry to interrupt. I'll just, you can teach us in your etiquette lessons. Do you know namaste came from the last pandemic we had? Did it? Yeah, and I, I read it. That's where namaste comes from. It's from the pandemic we had after the First World War in um, like 1914. Spanish flu. Spanish flu. It was 1970, I think. Anyway, that's where it comes from, Namaste. I thought it comes from Thailand. Yeah, but that's where, because they weren't allowed to touch. I read it recently, so there you go. Well, I'm not convinced that that what? is correct. You're so condescending. If if one of your friends... I think Namaste from... has been part of the, the, the Thai culture if for thousands of one years. One of your friends from Eton or wherever... Told you that, you'd be like, oh, bloody good fact there, Felix, thank you. I'll, I'll tell that in my bloody next uh, bloody wobbly, wibbly, wobbly, bloody uh, etiquette class. Uh, wobbly, wibbly. Well, I will come back to you next week as to whether that is correct. Okay, well, well it is, because I read it. Okay, and if it, is, if it is Jordan North, I will... What would you like me to do if it is correct? I'd like you to eat your words. Oh, oh. I wonder what you were going to say. Um, fine. I will eat my words. And I'd like you to come on next week and apologise. Okay, I'll do an... It'll, oh, God, it'll be like naan bread again. Yeah. Or parp. Can you remember that? Parp uh, your horn. Do you remember parp your horn when you oh, took, yeah. the, took the mick parp. out of me for saying parp your horn? God, you're a, you're a weird and wonderful young man. Well, man. <laughs> Look who's talking. Oh, God, it's my birthday in a few weeks. Yes, yes it is. I've got an excellent card for you. Oh, talking of cards. So I, um, have you seen, I need to show this to you. I'm going to send it to you on WhatsApp. So I was actually, I was doing my order online uh, for cards for various people's birthdays, you being one of them, because you're coming up. And I found, I searched for Jordan North greeting card on a particular website. And there's Really, the most awful card came up. I've just sent that to you on WhatsApp. Have you seen this? Oh, my God. Why do I look like Butch Dingle off Hemmerdale? It's not the most flattering of images. Right, we are are getting... What? You look a bit like Zach... Is it Zach Greffenlakis or whatever that actor's called? That's not me. Well, it says, it's your birthday and you can go to your happy place if you want to. And there's a picture of you with, a like, a castle in the back. Well, it is the castle, isn't it? Why do I look... I look like a bloody lumberjack. It's not the best. Right, we'll get that picture up on socials, but that's... Christ alive. Then I googled happy place and I thought I could send you this card for your birthday. Read it out. My happy place is in your knickers. And a lovely picture of some frilly knickers. Do you remember when I got you that birthday card that just said, Happy birthday, you twat? <laughs> yes, you get that for me every year. I do, I do. And it never, it never gets old. And I just love the fact that you've got to put it up and your mum or dad sees it. <laughs> Right, no more swearing. Seriously, no more swearing. I haven't sworn, I don't think. No, I act like I've been dragged up. No more swearing. Okay, bear in mind no more swearing when I then tell you this. Ben has just sent us a picture of... Oh my gosh, and it actually has. I've just realised it's got the logo on the side. 
Oh my god, and there's a quote. You, c- Ben, what's happening with this? Uh, this is why I wish you were speaking. I, I'm not kinky. I just experimented with a dressing gown belt once not that long ago. Jordan North with our branding. It's a dressing gown called in a box. You can order. Are you joking? Why does it say discreet delivery? Yeah, on but it? look on the side of it. It's, it has our logo. Right, we uh, we are not selling dressing gown belts. We are not selling dressing gown. Are you being serious? It's got our logo on it. Look, on the side. I don't give a. We're not selling dressing gown. Who's going to want to get a, a, a dressing gown belt? I think quite a lot of people. <laughs> we will. They will not sell. I'm telling you now. Nobody wants a dressing gown belt. Tie yourself up like Jordan North this Easter. No, they're also good for gags as well. <laughs> you just don't help yourself. I'm joking. But they do work. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. For God's sake. Gosh, who knew? Who knew what would happen? You know, that dignitas bedding really gets you going and in the mood. That was a joke, by the way. Kind of. Uh, right, okay, William Hansen, it's that time. We are going to alternate it. It's not Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week. It is... William's Wacky Word of the Week. Cue jingle! Come on, G&D, it's time to learn a new word with William and Jordan. It's William's Wacky Word of the Week. And the word this week is nugatory. Nugatory. And I'll tell you the definition after the break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, welcome back, Gene Divas. We are partway through William's wacky... Do it. Wacky! <laughs> Word of the week. William, what does dergatory mean? No, it even, doesn't even begin with D. You've got D on the mind. <laughs> what is it? Nugatory. Oh, where have I got dergatory from? I don't, I don't know, isn't but this that, conversation's purgatory. Isn't that, isn't that between... Oh, purgatory's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Bit between heaven and hell. Mm. Uh, it's podcast an, at times. It's an adjective. Okay. Just to narrow it down. And it means of no value, trifling, insubstantial... Or pointless. I thought of you. As yeah, like purgatory. No, so, purgatory is halfway between heaven and hell. It's like the yeah, the but it's room. pointless. Nothing happens. Dergatory. Read that out again. Nugatory. It's not dergatory. Where have you got that yeah. from? Yeah, 
Oh, read, what does it say? What's the definition? Of no value, trifling, insubstantial or pointless. I have a friend who's an etiquette expert. He's very nurgatory. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Uh, it feels so good to have the, the old D back in my mouth. Take that what you will. And we've had a lot of Gene Divas getting in touch, asking how they can drink gin and the bonnet, just like we do. And it couldn't be easier. All you got to do is go to sexofmyboss.com, buy the D. And you can get your pre-mixed gin and the bonnet there. And it's lovely, isn't it, William? It's delish, and it's, it's effortless. Because, I, I mean, I do like the ritual of making a gin and a bonnet, but sometimes you just need the D really quickly. And so all you need to do, go in the fridge, grab one, twist the lid, pour it in a glass. Nearly went into your Joe Wicks impression there. Get in the fridge, get the D, pour the D, drink the D, get drunk. Bosh, get in the fridge. Uh, We we did that last week. Pissed in 15. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of like, sometimes I love gin and tonic, but you can't beat those little gin and tonic cans you get. From Mark says, if you're on a train or you've had a day of it and you need oh. a drink before you get back home, you know, if you're dreading seeing your boyfriend who's going to start shouting at you because he's been on bloody building site all week and you've not made his tea and you just need a little tipple before you get in, so you just down a little. I have, I have never, I don't think I have ever had. Little cam from Mark's experience. I have never had like alcohol. Diane Abbott, you. I'd love for a, a G&D better take a picture of you drinking a gin and tonic on a train. I've never <laughs> had an alcoholic drink on a train. Shut up. Yes, you have. I, I absolutely promise you I haven't. I've been absolutely levered on trains. No, I I've, know. For you, it's normal. Plane, yes, I've had a drink. Train, no, it's water or coffee. Shall we go to the listeners' questions? Let's go to the listeners' questions. First question, please, William Hansen. This is from Olivia. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, my question is regarding the current shaming culture surrounding the pandemic and actions of individuals. I am fortunate enough to have a WhatsApp group with my friends of 19 years from school where we all talk on a daily basis. During these challenging times, this remote support has been vital – However, there have been occasions where the group chat has been utilised for shaming rather than supporting. I'm a firm believer that you can only be responsible and take pride in your own actions, and how you have responded to the current pandemic and subsequent lockdowns. Therefore, regarding my opinions on the actions of others at this time, I keep them to myself. However, some of my friends have utilised the group chat to publicly shame the actions of others during the pandemic. For example, if they have chosen to meet with someone and allowed them to hold their six-month-old baby. So my question is this, is it ever appropriate to publicly shame someone for actions that you do not agree with as you believe it is your duty as their friend to hold them accountable? Or should you hold your opinion and reconcile with yourself that you are not responsible for the actions of others? Thank you for continuing to host this podcast. I listen to it on my way to work and as a nurse working at this difficult time, it brings me much joy and starts Tuesdays off right. Look after each other and stay safe, Olivia. It's a great question. It really is. It's a fantastic question. I would uh, recommend put this on your reading list. John Ronson, so you've been publicly shamed. Uh, I, I read that and then you'd be like, no, it's it's never okay to publicly shame. I don't... I, it's never okay to publicly shame someone. I don't think it is. Like, people make mistakes. And we all know that... Just put yourself in that shoe. Uh, again, it's a hard one, isn't it? I 
Look, if you're ever going to call anyone out on anything, whether it's anything COVID-related or, or you know, whether they've been a bit mean or, or whatever it happens to be, as I've said before on this podcast many times, do it privately. If you are part of a WhatsApp group with friends and, and one of the uh, members of the group has done something wrong, sort of that ganging up sort of or, or point scoring publicly on the group is not going to help anyone and no one is going to uh, come out well. So I would say definitely don't do that. And, you know, and, I, and Olivia, I get it. You are a nurse and you are at the, on the front line. You are seeing what this, this virus does. And it's very easy, I think, for people who maybe haven't had it or don't know anyone that's had the virus to, to think that it's all a, all a load of rubbish and, and there's, there's nothing to be worried about. And we all know that that well, isn't... Well, the media are overhyping it. The media are saying it's, it's not as bad as... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, you know, we, we, we've, got to, we've got to get this virus sorted. We have got to do our own role. And yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be completely honest with you here, Jordan. When Christmas was announced that it was cancelled, half half of me thought, oh, do I just do I just go and see my parents anyway? And after after that sort of ten minutes of vacillating, I thought no, because actually in ten years' time beyond, when when history looks back at what we all did, I want to genuinely be able to say. I did what was right, and I, I did my bit. Just follow the guidelines, however miscommunicated they might have been at times by whoever. Do your bit, stay at home, and stay safe. Yeah, I agree. We were both we were both gutted at Christmas. We were on the phone to each other, and I've still not seen my family, and they really got behind me whilst I was in the castle, and they were proved how lovely they were. And I just I miss my nephews and everything, and yeah. It was. And also, I called someone out on Twitter um, recently, and it was very embarrassing. I had to, yeah, mm. let's not talk about that. It, does, it doesn't achieve anything. And sort of calling it out in order to make yourself feel better, um, I, I, I don't think that ever, ever, ever works. So just let others do them. And if they want to break the rules, that's, that's their choice. We can't police them. Just karma will get them in the end. Good advice. Uh, next question, please, William Hansen. Uh, this this email slightly concerns me. It starts producer Ben William and Jordan. Yeah, that's seriously that is not going to be a thing. If that starts happening, we're not going to read them out. At least I'm in the middle between you and and, and producer Ben. <laughs> but like that Holiday Inn in Burnley all over again. Oh, well, we're not meant to talk about that. <sighs> Put it this way: it might be like this. Hi guys, in real life, but in the bedroom. Ooh. Hi guys, whippity woo, whippity woo. That's no, you with your dressing gown. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to Lee's question. Producer Ben, William and Jordan, can you help me? Over the past few years, I have spent quite a lot of time working away from home, which can be difficult, especially as I'm married. So my wife and I have become pretty good at sexting and sending naughty pictures to each other, which can be a lot of fun and gets me through those hard times. (laughs) Recently, my wife and I were texting and things got a little heated, so I sent her a naked selfie. I didn't receive a response from my wife, and after several minutes, I clicked on the text conversation and realised that I hadn't responded to her last text. I could have sworn that I sent a naked selfie. In fact, I had. My mother-in-law was next to my wife in my recent chats, and I had unknowingly surprised her with a full-blown, full-length naked selfie. By the time I realised what I had done, there was the dreaded two blue ticks. 
Granted, it might be a while until I see her in person due to lockdown, but when I do, how should I deal with this issue? Many thanks, Lee. No, this is this is worse than sexting your boss. This is like maybe we should rename ourselves. Help I sex my mother-in-law. No, help I set my mother-in-law a cockpit. Less ringy. What's cock ring got to do with it? No. <laughs> the worst thing is, I heard it, thought of that joke, went, no, I won't do it, it's too crude, and then you did it. Right, I, I've got the EBGBs, because this is every guy's worst nightmare, and girls, and girls. Um, it's simple, it, it, it's, it's simple. You just never, ever talk about it. You bottle it up, right? You put it in a little little box in your mind and you push it right to the back and then in 20 years when you pay for good counselling it'll all come out just box it up and never talk about it again I want to know and Lee perhaps you can get back in touch with us for one of our, our weekend releases yeah can we see the picture maybe? no I that's not what I meant <laughs> although if no Lee, maybe for one of our weekend releases you could release some more information to us such as did the mother-in-law respond has she just left it like that? Has your mother-in-law said anything to your wife? Uh, what happened? I, I would Does say your wife what... know? Does your wife know? Because if your wife knows, maybe you can get your wife to have a picture. Uh, a pic- no picture. <laughs> could you get your wife to have a little word with her mum? Or maybe your wife could send a similar picture to her father-in-law and then it sort of cancels itself out. Wow. I've got the EB. That's proper ruin my night. That that's everybody's worst nightmare. Yeah, I, I would just say nothing. I think hopefully your mother-in-law says nothing. You say nothing, and you just move on. Our final piece of correspondence comes from Claire. Dear William and Jordan, in this crazy pandemic world, I really think we single people are the forgotten group. I've been relying on the world of dating apps to get me through with no such luck. The last message I sent a guy said. You better not ghost me or I will come back and haunt you. Brackets. Creepy, I know. So, what would you advise as a good opening line on a dating app? And that's from Claire. Uh, This is a great question. As if we've never had something like this before. Maybe we have. We're seven series in now. We forget. Probably going over old ground. Um, Is is a hey okay? Um, well, if you're a horse, it's great. But other than that, I, I probably wouldn't advise it. Uh, I think, uh, hello, how's your week going is fine. I mean, I'm talking, I have, I haven't been on a dating app for, for yonks now. Whoa, um, oh, have you been on a dating app before? Yes, I w- remember I was on that, that upscale version of Grinder, Grander. <laughs> right, okay. That's my friend Stephen's joke. I should really give that back to him. But it's a I good can't point. imagine you on Grinder. No, well, I wasn't really on it. I did, I'll be honest, I was on it once for about a week and then not long into it, someone messaged and went, oh, aren't you the guy off Russell Howard's good news? And I had to delete it. (laughs) I couldn't do it. Dick pick. Yeah, I mean, I asked asked for that first and then I deleted it. Everyone says, hey. I just put, hey, see, I don't, I'm not good. I'm not on any of these. Hey, saw your pictures. Uh, you look great. How are you? Just nice and simple. I think, you know, dating apps have evolved a bit. And, and from what I 
understand now ones like hinge or bumble where there are sort of you have to answer questions or uh sort of discover more about somebody i think you could use those to ask something so personalize it to each person remember you are dating a person you're not dating a photograph and so if you can try to connect with the person and ask them something that is different um then then that would be great i mean kenneth williams one of my idols and ben ben has his uh his uh diaries a long weird story as to why jordan listen back to our castle episodes um used to go up to people at parties and just cite song lyrics out of context and would just go up to people and go mm, i like new york in june how about you which i think worked great idea i'm horny 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 prisoner prisoner nick and nick that off phoenix out you could do you could start with something like that right pretend you're uh, I'm the boy you're the girl hey well hang on why are we doing it that way around just just pretend hey hey do you like the Flintstones yeah I love it good we could go back to mine and make the bedrock block okay uh hey hey why do you sound like you're on Greece um did it hurt what? When you fell from heaven. Oh, dear. Block. Hey. Hey. Is that a ladder in your tights? Or the stairway to Oh, heaven? dear. Where have you been for the last 20 years? Yeah, that's, that's... I sounded a bit like Meghan Markle there. You did, didn't you? On her podcast. Uh, so, what was... She... I would, yeah. I wouldn't have a set... In answer to, to Claire's question, I wouldn't have a set chat-up line. Be yourself, try and say something different and memorable, and I think that's that's a good, solid foundation. Great advice. Uh, before we go, we just wanted to tell you about our weekly bonus episode. Every Friday, our weekend release drops wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, and whilst you're on that, uh, if you lis- make sure you're listening to our bonus episode this Friday. I don't want to give too much away, but I've got a big surprise for William. You it's do? It's a huge surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Supplies. <laughs> I'm, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm so, I'm You've got pissed. a big surprise. A big surprise. Bring plenty of lube. That's all I'm going to say. You've got, got a little something tucked away for me. Well, I can't wait for that. Anyway, in the meantime, if you want our help with something, you can tweet us. We're at sextedmyboss or also on Instagram at that handle. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sextedmyboss.com. Or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply on his own letterhead of paper. He will write to you. The address is on the website, sextofmyboss.com. William Hanson, thank you very much. Jordan, thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 